Hello, everyone. Welcome to the One Crazy Mother podcast. I'm Boomy Laddington, mother of three, writer, wife, mother, meds taker, toast crust cutter offer, oatmeal blower, strawberry slicer, gas runner outer. You know, I'm trying to get better about that. I drive to a to a lot of rural areas, a lot rural, rural, I don't know, a lot in um because we live on the we live on the edge of the country. So, and my husband grew up here. He grew up 20 minutes from where we live. Uh he never lets himself get under a half tank. And he believes in his own words, he says, you never know what's going to happen. But I like to live dangerously, you know? So I wait until the the low fuel notification comes on. And then I let a whole day pass and then I start to panic. It's just, it's exciting. My husband's really practical and logical. He's that type of person. He always, he always carries cash. He takes it out at the end of the week. Now someone's going to rob him. <laughs> he, he's a tall guy. He, he's tall. And he's super strong. So you're not going to be able to rob him. He always carries cash. He, he doesn't use his debit card in shady stores. He reads his mail. He pays his cell phone bill before it's due. Stuff like that. I'm more of a, I'm more of a free spirit, um, a creative type. I prefer for, li- I, I like for life to punish me for my mistakes, but it's okay. It's okay. You know, we're both different. Uh, I, I bring my own set of skills to the table. I bring my own skills to the relationship, like um, my childbearing hips. He doesn't have those, nor does he have a uterus. So I'm special in my own way. I breastfed three children, not long, but I I gave it a go. I wasn't enthusiastic. I wasn't, I wouldn't be the type of person to call it beautiful. I did it more out of obligation. I feel, I feel bad about that. But for my first, I breastfed for 11 months. My second was about six months. My third, I, I let him smell my nipple after he was born, and that was that was plenty. That filled up his stomach. Um, he's my first boy, and he's very strong, my, my last one. He's the sweetest pie, but I wouldn't really want my nipples anywhere near him right now. He's almost three. He'd probably, he'd probably rip them off with his teeth. He's, uh, he's a dude, you know? Uh, I just finished menstruating. I know some of you are wondering where I was in my cycle. Just wanted to clear that up. Periods are the worst, you know, they're, they're so terrible. And for me, I'm going to say something controversial right now. For me, I think periods are proof that God is a man. Hear me out, hear me out, because I just don't think a woman would do that to another woman. It has nothing to do with superiority. I mean, although there are some implied I don't know, whatever. I just don't think a woman would do that to, to, to other women. I don't think they would. I think this is how it went down. I think that they were in heaven before people were created and they were designing men and women and women needed to have babies and the man angels were sitting around consulting with God and the female angel said, okay, so what do we do when women are not having babies? And I think that the man angels, you know, no, the female angel said nothing. You know, they said, why does something have to happen? Let's just let the lining of the uterus reabsorb into the body, which is possible. And the man angels, the men angels were like, no, no, you know, let's, how about it slowly seeps out of their vaginas for five to seven days at various rates of, of speed and concentration? Oh, you know what else? 
clots. Let's make it clot sometimes. That would be, it'd be funny, you know? It'll give women a little bit of excitement in their lives, you know, because they don't have anything going on. They don't have places they need to be. Let's just let those hormones go up and down like a roller coaster. Let's just let it be crazy. They're going to like it. They're really going to like it. And then God was like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. That sounds good, you know? So I wasn't there, but I imagine that's how it happened. That's how it went down. During my period, I try to remind myself that it could be worse. That's what I just keep saying. I say it could be worse. Um, Instead of uterine blood, it could be something really, really disgusting like teeth. What if teeth came out of you once a month? Just like a handful of teeth, you know? I'm sorry. I took it too far. That's disgusting. I'm sorry. You can't unhear that. You can't unhear it. And that's what, I, that's what I'm here for. Um, I'm recording on a Friday afternoon. I absolutely love Fridays for no good reason other than conditioning. I still work and write on the weekends a little bit where I can. And there are still children's issues to deal with. Um, so the weekends aren't so much a break as as they are a change. Uh, for some reason, I signed up for for mommy and me swim class on Saturday mornings. Uh, so we do that. We do that all winter long. And it, it continues, you know, just it, it, we're still doing it. <laughs> I must have been drunk when I when I made that a thing in my life, because I, I can't imagine another reason why I thought mommy and me eight o'clock swim class sounded like a good idea. My toddler, he screamed through the first class, but now he actually enjoys it, I think. Um, Do I enjoy squeezing myself, squeezing my stretch marks into a swimsuit early on Saturday morning? No, but it's one of those things that we as parents tell ourselves will make our kids better in some way. And he's probably my last baby, so I'm trying to enjoy all these moments you know, just just trying to soak them in because because I don't think they're going to happen again. As sad as that is, it's it's I would love to have another baby. I would. But I I would like my next if I were going to have a next child, I would like it to start at three years old. No, no, no. I, w- I would want it to start. OK, I would like one week of the newborn period one week of the four-month-old, one week of the six-month-old, one week of a nine-month-old, one week of a one-year-old, and then I want the baby back when he or she turns five. So if that could happen, that would be ideal. If there are any scientists listening, um, get off your lazy butts and make it happen. Contribute to the world, why don't you? I'm in my office right now. Most of you, many of you know I podcast out of a, a dreadful garage office full of boxes, Christmas decorations, taxes, lava lamps. It's a mess in here. It's the size of two outhouses. It has, you know, it's taller than it is wide. Uh, The floor is covered in garbage bags full of clothes that don't fit anyone and luggage. It makes me feel posh and respectable. Um, I don't work or write in here. I just come in for podcasting because the acoustics are, are ideal. But so what happened this week? I want to do a weekly recap. Not much, just an, kind of, it's a normal week. My laundry situation is in downright shambles as usual. I've been thinking about laundry and I want you to listen to an idea. 
And I don't want you to judge it. I just want you to listen, okay? I think laundry should be handled by the government, like mail. They assign everyone a uniform. Men, they have slacks from Monday through Friday if they work in a traditional work environment. And jeans for the weekend, colored cotton shirts that look adorable on every man women depending on your job you'd have a few choices if you stay at home like me you have black stretch pants gray shirt gray hoodie every week you put the dirty clothes on the front porch it gets picked up and a fresh shipment delivered cleaned and redelivered. so and all the children wear uniforms casual or or for school like the von traps you know they would have play clothes And I know it sounds a little bit scary. I know it sounds like an authoritarian government situation, but I think it would work out. And most importantly, it would cut down a lot of a lot of personal stress for for me. Um, I'm not I'm not I'm not good at laundry. I I wrote on Facebook about wanting a sister wife. And I just want to let you know that I am I'm serious I'm 100% serious. The only problem for me with having a sister wife would be sharing the husband because I'm a very, very jealous, very insecure wife. I wouldn't be able to handle it. It It would end in blood. It would end in a crime scene. I would take a life, maybe two, maybe three. Um, I don't know how those women on TLC do it. But seeing my husband have a relationship with another woman would cause me to lose my mind and to do something that would land me in in maximum security prison. Because can you imagine being the first wife and then he got a second, a third, a fourth? I That show, Sister Wives, I've seen the previews. The new one is, is Robin, right? I mean, <laughs> there'd always be a hotter, younger one. I I don't know how they do it. I don't know how they do it. I don't really want a sister wife, I think, I guess. I, I, want a, I want a sister mother, if that makes sense. I want someone as committed to my children as I am, even more, just to help me. Someone who loves cleaning, someone who loves cooking. That doesn't sound impossible. Basically, okay, basically I want a slave. I'm just going to say it. I want a slave. But I don't want someone who's here against their will because I know that's wrong. I'm not, I'm not crazy like that. Um And I know you're thinking, okay, what about a nanny? I don't want a nanny. Nannies leave at the end of the day. I work at home. If I had a nanny, my kids would just find me in the house. I'm not willing to go somewhere. I'm not willing to leave my home. I'm not willing to get dressed and and moisturize my face and put on socks and get in my car. You know, I don't want an au pair either, someone who lives with you. I don't want a live-in situation. I don't want someone whose presence feels like an intrusion of my privacy. I just want someone seamless. I want I want a clone of myself. Well, not me. I want someone better with more energy, less sarcastic, more practical skills. Because if it were me, if I had a clone of myself, I'd feel sorry for her. And then maybe my husband would fall in love with her and I'd have to kill her, you know? So I don't see a solution coming anytime soon. I really don't. I just finished... My book, Confessions of a Domestic Failure. I'm so excited. I can't stop talking about it. It took me two years. That's a long time to work on something. 
um, one of my friends, she told me it, it was so hard for me to write because it was about myself. She's one of those friends who's known me for a long time, and I hate her for it, for knowing knowing that she knew me when I lived in California. So she's known me for a long time, and um, so this book about this about this mom, she's struggling, and she has no friends, and she has a sister who's a perfect mom, not a sister wife, an actual sister who's like that perfect mom, and and she follows all of the the perfect moms on Instagram. And can I just say? I don't use Instagram a lot, but I recently went on there and just poked around and you guys are crazy. Um, you're, you're loca. You are pura loca. And I knew it was, I knew it was bad on Instagram. I knew, but I didn't know it was that bad. And I'm, I'm not even, I'm not talking about the everyday mom. I'm talking about the lifestyle bloggers. Um, I've never liked you guys. Uh, I think you're full of crap. And I don't mean just lifestyle. I mean, the lifestyle mom bloggers. I'm not going to mince words. I think it's messed up what you do. The the type who make it look like their babies poop rainbows, which they then spin into gold, which they then sew into dresses. And there's a little group. There's a little group of them. And oh my goodness, if I were a new mom and saw that, I'm glad Instagram wasn't around 10 years ago when I had my first my first kid because I would have been freaking out. I would have thought that my life was supposed to look like that. I mean, shoot. I'm I'm really glad it wasn't around because it's crazy, you know. But whatever, you know, the line between fiction and reality, it gets blurred on Instagram. Me no like, me no like, but um, it's, it's really intense, but so, so in confessions of a domestic failure, she, she follows this huge Instagram mom and decides she wants to be just like her. And it doesn't go hundred percent well, as, as you can expect. It was so fun to write. I love writing. It's my, it's my favorite thing to do besides playing with my blessings on the floor in our living room, of course. Right. Um, now I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm finishing another book called uh, the Women of Chestnut Street, and it's a book about four moms who are best friends living in San Francisco. And I'm publishing, well, slash, I'm really posting it on my Facebook page. And I love it because I put it online before and people seem to like it. And I just, I want to tell realistic stories about moms, about women just trying to make it every day. And the thing about motherhood is that Okay, yes, you're raising kids, but you're still a person who's learning, growing, messing up, having having problems, crises. Nobody tells you. Nobody tells you even though it's rational. I thought motherhood before I had kids, I always thought motherhood would put me together in some way, you know? Like once you're a mom, your life just falls into place and now you can focus on raising kids because all of that other mess, all that other garbage that's behind you. Now you're now you're this goddess mother and you're just going to put your baby in the baby carrier and and walk them through a field of daffodils and then come home and make a beautiful beef bourguignon for your kids and then put them down to bed. And bedtime, that's easy. I honestly thought it was going to be like that. And it's not. You're still trying to figure out your own stuff. 
marriage, that alone has its ups and downs. And you're dealing with all of that with children. I mean, I can go from being madly in love with my husband to regretting I ever laid eyes on him (laughs) back to madly in love in a 30 minute period. Not even joking. Maybe that just says something about me. I'm open to that. I'm opening. I'm open to that being just me and and my problems. But um, I'm still figuring out who I am and what my purpose is. And I wanted to write a story with moms who are dealing with that. And that's why I wrote it. And and I just decided today actually that I was going to start posting the chapters and they're short chapters online. And I'm so excited because I love writing it. I love editing it, even though I'm not the best editor. And I love just sharing it. I want moms to read it and see their own lives and feel better about their own lives and say, okay, I'm normal, you know, because I'm, I'm writing it from my perspective and things I've seen and things I've been through. I want moms to feel okay, you know, that they're okay. And it's, it's not like Instagram. It's not like that. It's, it's like real life. Um, I want women to see themselves in the story. So yeah, like I said, it's Friday. I don't cook on Fridays. It's against everything I believe in to cook on a Friday night. You know what I'm craving right now? I'm craving, um, do you know what poutine is? It, it's French fries with cheese covered in gravy. So cheese curds specifically. Cheese curds, it's kind of like mozzarella, but it's, uh, I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds disgusting, but it's it's just amazing and delicious. And they have it here in Quebec. It's one of the things. And there's a place by my house that makes poutine with onion rings and fries and the cheese and gravy. I always get the gravy on the side because I like to keep things crispy, but um, it's incredible. And when you think about it, it's basically salad because potatoes and onion rings are vegetables. So there's nothing to feel bad about because yes, it's deep fried, but what is oil really? Oil comes from vegetables. So when you think about it, is oil juice? Is it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I was in honors biology, but I got a C. So, you know, but like I said, I don't cook Fridays. My best friend who is the wife of my husband, husband's childhood friend he's actually their son's godfather they come over a lot of friday nights and we have what's called family dinner that's what we named it that's when we order pizza or get hot dogs and my girly and i get we get sloshed um i mean like go to sleep drunk (laughs) uh but while the men take care of the children and it's a beautiful thing it's it's how we blow off steam the steam from the week and the kids play and we just sit at the dining room table with our wine glasses or whatever it is we're having. Usually it's wine. She's a big wine girl. I can I can get down with liquor. But I'm not picky. I'm not picky. If I go to a restaurant or or even a party and they say, what do you have to drink? I'm just like, what do you have? I'm not a picky person. I'm really, I'm really, um, I like to say down to earth, you know. Uh, men don't understand that complaining is a biological need of women. And female humans, they need to B-I-T-C-H regularly in order to be healthy and happy. It's To me, it's almost as essential as breathing. And I feel like men take complaining personally because they feel like they have to fix things. So 
if I'm complaining, my husband wants to know what, what he's supposed to do about it. And not, the answer is nothing because I'm just putting my toxic energy into the air so it doesn't have to live in my body. And it, it's not complicated. When I complain about my day, I'm releasing it into the atmosphere. I'm not looking for life tips. I'm not looking for advice. I'm not looking for you to repair anything at all. All I need is a sympathetic ear to agree with everything I say. Is that hard? Because I don't feel like it's hard. Um, so what I'm, what's probably going to end up happening tonight is, is pizza. And we're going to order pizza, which is, I used a lot more expensive than I remember it being as a child, maybe because as a child, I didn't have work and didn't pay for things, but we'll probably do that. My oven is actually broken. I know. So sad. <laughs> my oven, my oven has been broken for such a long time before Christmas and my husband finally ordered a new one. And then he told me that there was a delay. There was a delay and it was going to take an extra month. And he was so angry about it. He's like, this company, they told me the oven will be ready by this date. It's not going to be ready. It's going to take an additional month. And I was just over there sitting there like, oh, yeah, me too. I'm mad. Me too. This bothers me. Trying to be convincing. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't care. It's just less, you know, I, I'm responsible for the meal making in the house. I'm the one who's at home and does most of the domestic things. And hey, not having an oven does not bother me in the slightest. But I'm putting up a good show, I feel like. When I said, yeah, oven taking so long. I feel like I was very, very convincing. Um, my kids, they have a couple of days with no school next week. So I'm trying to figure out what it is we're going to do for that period of time. I don't know. I mean, there's Netflix, but I know we should probably do other things. I'm thinking a craft. My idea of a craft these days. And I think crafts are a new thing because in like the Laurel, the Laura Ingalls Wilder time period when people made things they were making things that were useful to them they were making things that they actually needed this whole idea of crafting for the sake of crafting I find offensive it offends me to my core but I do it it takes up time children enjoy it you know it's a time away from a screen so whatever I'll jump I'll, I'll jump on that on that ship I used to do it a lot more when I had two kids um, I would make things with them more, but with three, th three is the number of children where you going, you go from thriving to surviving. Some people do it with one. I want to make that clear. Some people with one, if that's where you are, if you're surviving, that's okay. That's okay too. Um, but for me doing crafts with three kids in the house is, like I said, it offends me. That's the only word I can find. It's offensive. Um, feels like it feels like a hate crime. I don't know. It feels like, it's like something really unnecessarily difficult that I have to go through because of other people who put those expectations on me. So right now I'm just trying to think of what we're going to do. I think we're going to go to the dollar store, buy some of those birdhouse things made out of wood, 
and they're going to paint them. And they've done that. They have about 10 in their bedroom. But what's two more? What's two more? Those are just Christmas presents for grandparents. They like those types of things. Um, so I'm mentally getting ready for that. That's the thing about motherhood. Even though it's Friday, even though it's a weekend, you're always thinking about that next that next things. You know, I I can't even remember who I was before having kids. I try to think of that person and it it feels like a lifetime ago. I just I just see myself driving this 1996 Toyota Corolla down the highway in LA going down the 405. I had I had problems, you know. I I didn't want to I I worked at Starbucks for a while. I didn't want to close at Starbucks. I didn't like closing. I didn't like opening at 4:45 a.m. But life just seemed so I mean, it was so much simpler just because I was younger um and didn't have people who I was responsible for, but I just look back on that girl and I'm like, wow, that was, that was really crazy. It was really good in some ways. I mean, I just, I went to sleep and I knew I was going to sleep until I woke up. <laughs> what a thought. I was going to sleep until I woke up. I, I can't even wrap my mind around that idea right now. I was going to go to bed if I wasn't opening at Starbucks, like I said, until I woke up and I'd wake up, I would handle my own needs, just my own. Nobody's else were, nobody's else's needs were any of my business. And then I, if I, when I was in college, I'd go to class and then I would come back from class and have dinner. And then the evening was just free. Wow. So crazy. I wouldn't, I would like to actually, I would like to experience that just for, just for a day. And I say a day because psycho as it sounds, I would miss my kids. Oh, that's the thing. Your, your kids, you can't live without them, even though they're killing you. They're like, they're almost like a disease that you enjoy in a way because they're so good and they're so bad and it's so fun and it's so terrible parenthood motherhood is the extreme of everything you feel so sad but you feel so fulfilled and you feel so happy but you feel so tired it's just the extreme of all of the things all the things. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't go back or although I would go back for a day. Like I said, I would just, I would love to just feel what that feels like for a day, but I would miss them. Even last night, I, I think it was last night or the night before my kids went to bed and I was having one of those nights where I, I have a lot of problems sleeping, you know, so I, I, I find it hard to fall asleep and stay asleep. And it was around one or 2 a.m. and I woke up and I missed them. And it was only a few hours earlier, around eight o'clock, eight seven thirty eight, when I was just telling them, "Go to sleep. Don't ask for anything else. Just go to sleep. Close your eyes. No talking." And then here it was, one or two a.m., and I missed them. I just like, oh, 
I just want to, I just want to hug the baby. I just want to like, you know, talk to the baby and squeeze him against me and all of that. It's, it's madness is what it is. We're just all completely, completely nuts. That's the nature of motherhood. And I'll, I'll leave you with that. Um, hang out with me on Facebook. I'm having a good time there. I know, no, I know like the cool kids don't use Facebook anymore. They're on Snapchat, Instagram, kick, whatever, but I like the format. I'm having fun and I'm not a cool kid, so I enjoy it. I'm on Facebook at Boomy Laddyton. I'm not on Twitter because I don't trust myself. That's where people go to have nervous breakdowns. And since I'm prone, I've decided to abstain. I keep my Twitter account just just so that, you know, I have it. I have my name there, but I don't know. I can't do it. Um, and I have Instagram at Boomy Laddyton. I post sporadically there. <laughs> but I'll be posting the the women of Chestnut Street on on Facebook, and I'm so looking forward to it. It's going to be pretty exciting. So I hope that you have a good rest of the day. No matter what you're doing right now, if you're listening in the car and you got a kid behind you who's sleeping or screaming, if you're at home, if you're folding laundry, if you're at work dealing with whatever, a boss who's annoying or coworkers who are annoying, or you are the boss and the people who work for you are just getting on your nerves. I just hope that you're you're going home soon. You can just have a glass of wine or a little glass of, of Soko, Southern Comfort. That's my that's my choice, my um, liquor of choice. And get some relaxation soon. Thank you for listening. Um, this is Boomy Laddie 10 with One Crazy Mother over and out.